0: Welcome to the Inner Truth Healing Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Jacari. I'll be teaching you the core skills needed on the healing journey in order to drop into ease and flow. As a naturopathic doctor, acupuncturist, and intuitive, I see that there's this, this basic understanding that if we all could just tap in, we could feel a lot better on the experience of our healing journey even when we're still experiencing hardship in our life. So even though the situations and circumstances might not necessarily change, the experience that you're having in your life can change and I can teach you how to do that. If you check out the link in the show notes, I do have a Substack that has kind of my whole perspective and philosophy written out for you. So I highly recommend you check that out if you're resonating with my work. So without further ado, Let's get into the episode. Hey friends, I wanted to share with you a little bit more about how I got over my gym anxiety and I'm hoping that you can kind of take kind of the premises of what I went through and how I healed that and apply it to anything in your life that you're, you know, trying to get over an anxiety of doing, but yet you really want to do it. Because I think the process is probably pretty similar but of course my experience is like the gym, the gym thing. So I want to kind of just break it down and share with you what I see as to like what actually attributed to my healing. The first thing that I really had to address was this this really unhealthy relationship I had to my own body. Because I think subconsciously I was not even allowing myself to think about working out as something that um, I could do for myself and it has to do with my past so I'm just gonna we're just gonna dive into some really deep stuff real quick here when I was about like 10 or 11 and my body started to change I can remember feeling just so uncomfortable in my skin because it was the first time that I was super self-aware of how my body was changing and I was getting bigger and I was feeling extra weight around like my belly and my legs and my butt and I just didn't like the way that it felt and so I started like literally working out before I would even go to bed or like first thing when I woke up. And I mean, I'm talking, I'm like 10 or 11, and I'm sitting there doing like sit-ups and push-ups and like literally just doing anything that I could to make sure that I didn't get fat. Like that was like my thought process. And now you need to remember, I was born in 91. I, you know, the all the thin models and all like those like at-home workout things, I had someone that was very close to me that was like obsessed with working out and you work out so that you don't get fat or that you don't um or so that you can lose weight because um like this person was always like measuring their food and like very attentive to what their body looked like and this person in my life was someone that I wanted to be like I idolized this person to like the 100th degree and so i just remember taking that on and being like okay like i can't get fat i have to work out i have to watch what i eat i have to do all these things and all the while like i i've i have a a thin frame like i'm just a smaller person and this other person's not and i didn't I, i didn't understand that at the time So I developed these beliefs around what my body needed to look like and how I needed to treat it and all these things. But then something really interesting happened. Um, My grandma actually said something to me um, about all this excessive working out that I was doing and no one, no one else in my family had said anything to me, but my grandma said something and she did not see this behavior at all so that to me felt like such a betrayal that someone like my mom or like someone talked to my grandma about this behavior that they were worried about but did not talk to me about it and then my grandma makes a comment to me and it just the way that she delivered that the way the way that it was said to me was in such like a shameful way So not only did I feel shame for the fact that I was moving my body and like working out and doing my best to like keep a figure that I could feel proud of, but also I felt betrayed because like why didn't, you know, whoever originally saw the behavior as bad, like why didn't they just talk to me about it and instead like talked about me behind my back? So that developed this like complex even where it was just like oh my gosh like I can't do anything right like I'm trying to do this thing that this other person is doing and like I think it's good but then over here I'm getting like talked about behind my back and then I'm being made to feel bad for what I'm doing it was a very confusing time for me and the way that I actually dealt with that is I just stopped I stopped I stopped working out. I stopped, like, I stopped doing all of those things because I was like, wow, like, something's wrong with me. Like, why? Like, what is going on? Um, And I don't totally remember, like, all the details there, but I do remember always being told how skinny I was and how small I was and how I needed to eat a cheeseburger. And, like, I've always heard that my entire life even to this day, when I go home, it's like, wow, you haven't put on a pound. Like, even if I have gained weight, it's like, why, like, what are you doing? Like, why aren't you eating over there? Why aren't you, you know, people always have to make a comment about my weight, which is really, it used to just really frustrate me and make me so angry. Um, and now sometimes it, sometimes it still does because it's like, can you just like not, Can you just focus on yourself, you know, but I know that it's not their intention to like hurt me or anything, you know, like they're just being themselves, but because I would always get those comments, it made me feel like I shouldn't work out, that I shouldn't move my body, that I shouldn't treat it right. shouldn't treat it in a healthy way because like I'm already skinny, so like I don't need to work out. But then fast forward to like college and I was like super obsessed with the way that I looked and I can remember being like, I just want a bigger butt. Like I was obsessed with gaining like a bigger booty and I was doing this, I would do these like squat challenges and stuff and um I can remember like or I'd get like really angry or something and I'd go on like angry runs is what I'd call it. That's like how I would get my anger out and that I would get done with like working out like that and I would feel good and I would be like, oh, this feels so good. Like my body is a body that just enjoys movement and I never had anyone ever teach me that that was okay It's almost like because I had the body that I had, I was shamed for wanting to work out, for wanting to move my body. And I mean, even now, sometimes I get comments where it's like, oh my gosh, you look so great. Like you don't even need to work out. And it's like the movement aspect for me at this point in time is not even about the way that my body looks. It's about the way that my body feels. And I wish that I would have understood that literally through my whole life, but I never had anyone teaching me that. So getting back to the uncovering and the unlayering that needed to happen is that I needed to get to a place where I felt like it was okay for me to work out because for whatever reason, I put together that like, oh, like my my body type, like I should, even like I shouldn't work out. It's like I had developed this belief that like I shouldn't I shouldn't. Um and this was all subconscious and I think it actually blocked me from taking action sooner. And so when I started to kind of put all of these things together, it was just like, "Oh my gosh, like I almost feel like there was a part of me that was like, if you do this, you're just going to gain more attention and it's going to be a negative attention." And like, why would I do something that would then cause me to get negative attention? But the conversation that I had on this podcast with Liv Musonas, I think I'm saying that right, um, it was all about body love, like body positivity. And it wasn't until that conversation with her that I realized just how uncomfortable I still was in my own body even though I had this body that people look at and they're like oh my gosh like you have nothing to complain about I still did not have a good relationship with my body and that conversation happened and then maybe about a year later I did a meditation and I at the time I was just feeling so like sad and down and I there were many reasons it could have been but At the time, I was really interested in, like, okay, like, where, what's the root here? What is the root? And I did this meditation and it was like, what is the root of this emotion right now? And it was like, you are so depressed about not having a healthy relationship with your body. And that was the first time it consciously came to light for me. And I was like, wow, yeah, I really don't. I have this, like, I have a fight with my body. And I don't like the way that I feel or I don't like the way that I look, Um, you know. and, And that meditation kind of woke me up to, okay, if this is how we're feeling, what actions can I take practically right now to change this? Like, how can I change this relationship that I have with my body? And what immediately came to mind was movement, when you move your body, your body feels so good. And when you get a really good sweat in, you feel so happy and proud of yourself. It's an accomplishment. Like You feel powerful and you feel strong when you're lifting weights. And so it was just kind of like, okay, that's in, that is something that I, I'm ready. I'm ready to get over whatever it is that's blocking me from taking this action of movement for myself. Because I know that that is going to make my relationship with my body so much stronger. And that was actually the point that I kind of put together all of these like negative uh, associations that I had had with movement. And I kind of just sat there and questioned, questioned all of them. And I was just like, is this actually true? Like, do you actually believe that you don't deserve movement or that you don't need movement because your body looks the way that it looks? No, like it's not about the way that my body looks, it's about the way that my body feels and I'm ready to feel really good in my skin. Okay, cool, that thought is, that belief is gone or at least I can call it out when I start to, when it comes up and I start to realize that that's what's happening, I can call it out because it's just a false belief and it's as simple as that, like it's a false belief and you know, there's actually something that I, I, I'm going to go off on a bit of a tangent here. Because I think it's really, really important to talk about. Um, And that's this idea that someone has it so good just because of the way that you're perceiving their body. And that has always bothered me because literally I have been told my entire life like how skinny I am and how I need to eat a cheeseburger. I know I I just said that, but literally my entire freaking life people have made comments about how small I am. And so when I actually started to gain weight and when I actually started to put, you know, more weight on, I started to have like an identity crisis because it was kind of like I've always been the really skinny, small one. If I'm not that, then who am I? And it like I honestly feel like it it also is a contributor to disordered eating that i've had in the past where like i would be at a certain weight and i would feel like oh i can't go pa- i can't go much past this because who then would i be if i did you know and it's like i know that there are so many like beliefs and mindsets that there's there's so many ways that this could go for people But for me, it was like because I took that identity of being so skinny, when I then gained weight, I felt like I was like letting other people down or that I was like, I could no longer be that person that everyone saw me as. And so I just, it just, it bothers me to no end that people think, like continue to think that it's okay to make comments about other people's body even if they think it's in like this positive way, but it's like, can we just, can we just stop? Can we stop? Can we please stop talking about other people's bodies? Because I, no matter what way, you know, it goes, like you, like the, the person who's being talked about can, can take that in and internalize it in ways that, You don't even know or can't even imagine that they would internalize it as. And it really bothers me when I hear adults talking about children's bodies and thinking that it's okay, like, oh, they're only four. They don't understand what we're talking about here. Yes, they do. And they take it in and they internalize it and they make it become part of their identity And it just doesn't do any good because, like, why? Bodies change. Bodies are meant to change. And you, like, when you sit there and you talk about it from, like, maybe it is in this caring way that you're doing it, just don't don't do it in front of the child. And if you have an issue with whatever is going on with that child – talk to that child don't talk behind their back and then have other people go and talk to them because it literally creates this huge issue and i hope that you know my story kind of shares just how far it can go and like what it can do but it's just like just don't do it you know like it doesn't oh oh this is something that bothers me literally to no end um because people just do not understand the impact behind their words all right (laughs) getting back on topic now of how i got over my gym anxiety i know i went on some tangents here but all of these aspects that i've already talked about it all played a role right in my not taking action on giving my body the movement that it has been craving So it was actually when I was living in Colorado. So since 2021, like the end of 2021, since I've kind of had these realizations and it just made me see that because I think at the time I had already, already locked into the fact that I wanted to move my body more because it felt good for me and it was something that I knew that my body needed and that I wasn't giving it. But there was still this resistance to the gym, there was this resistance to being actually serious about my movement. So after that meditation that I had where I knew that I needed to get a better relationship with my body, I started putting out that intention of like, okay, I'm ready to unblock anything that's preventing me from taking this action. And that's where all of those past memories resurface that I shared about in the beginning of this episode about there was someone super close in my life that really, really influenced how I saw and what I made movement mean because to her, movement was a way to lose weight and that was why you worked out. Um, And so I had that belief that that's like you go and you work out just so that you can lose weight. I did not have a belief like a belief that was actually truly rooted in my subconscious of you know you move your body so that you can you know move your lymph around and like give your body these endorphins that it needs and like increase you know all the different hormones that it does like there's so many powerful benefits for working out but yet I wasn't and I knew all of them but subconsciously I was blocking myself because I'm like no You work out in order to lose weight. I'm already being, have all these comments about how skinny I am. I don't want to attract any more attention about my body because I'm sick of people talking about my body. So I'm just not gonna work out. Like that was the subconscious blockage that was happening for me. So when I finally unpacked all of that and was just like, okay, I found all these false beliefs, found what I need to like shift my focus on in my like belief aspect of my being okay now I'm ready to take serious action with my movement and then I it took me a couple months to be able to actually make the decision to join a gym so I actually have weights at home that I would just lift weights at home and in my mind it was like okay I'm gonna get really good at these exercises and then I'm gonna go to the gym so that I don't look Like an idiot. Like, that's literally the thought process that I went through. And I think it's okay to be there, you know? Like, I didn't wanna be that newbie in the gym that had no idea what she was doing because, you know, you like to go and lift weights, you kinda wanna know what you're doing. Otherwise, of course, you're gonna have anxiety. Of course, you're gonna walk around and be like, huh, like, I'm just gonna like play with this machine and like figure this out. Like, there is a level of needing to know what you're doing before, you know, going and doing the thing, right? But I think for so long, I just expected myself to just know what I'm doing and, like, I should know, I should understand, but, like, I've never actually paid that close attention to it because, again, I had all these subconscious blocks of, like, I shouldn't work out, right? So I think I actually like beat myself up about it a little bit because I was like, wow, Sarah, you're such a perfectionist. Like, why can't you just like go and do these exercises at the gym? Um, but I like I really did need a level of understanding and of of knowing what I was doing at the gym. So, that was kind of my first step was, all right, I'm wanting to join a gym, but I'm wanting to understand like what kind of exercises I need to be doing and I need to know that I'm doing those exercises in a way that is supporting my body and not hurting my body because I do know that you can do exercises incorrectly and you can end up hurting yourself. So I actually reached out for help. I had Ryan. Ryan has you know been working out for a long time I've had him help me with exercises my brother is a bodybuilder so we like facetimed and he took me through like it's actually his program that I'm that I'm doing I'm so thankful and happy that he shared that with me and it's been a really cool bonding experience actually because we have a notes file on like our phone and we just, like, he'll go in and he'll look at, like, what my weight and my reps are at. And he'll, like, text me and be like, hey, like, up your, like, this is awesome. You're doing great. But, like, up the reps here, you know, whatever it is, which has been so fun. But it's like I, I went and asked for instruction. So he really took me through this entire program that I'm doing and taught me all of the exercises. And so when I finally made that decision to join the gym, like first of all, the gym that I chose has a sauna, a pool, a steam room, a hot tub, uh, tanning massage like there's a massage table that you can lay down on there's a massage table you can sit in and it has this movie theater room where you can go in and like there's all these like ellipticals and bikes and stuff and you can go in there and like watch a movie like it's a sweet gym and I chose that one because of the amenities and I was like you know what even if like say I'm not totally feeling like a workout that day but if I go in and I like hit that elliptical for 20 minutes and while I'm watching a movie, like, that's a freaking win, you know? And it was, it's in, like, a completely dark room where, like, other people don't have to watch me. Like, that was actually a huge selling point for me because I was like, if I want to just, like, go to the gym and kind of hide out and do my own thing, I can totally do that. So that is something, you know, I would recommend. Finding a gym that has amenities that, like, really are enticing to you. And actually, for the first like week or two that I was a member at this gym, that is exactly what I would do, like just so that I could get myself comfortable walking into the gym and like going, you know, directly to that that movie theater room where I was in the dark and then just doing that. And then I would go and sit in the sauna and then I would leave. It's like I wouldn't even have to really have people watch me that much which really, really helped me because literally, like I would walk into that gym with so much anxiety. I would even, be even before that, even like as soon as I made the decision, okay, I'm gonna go to the gym. Wow, anxiety is coming online. Okay, cool, I am feeling overwhelmed and anxious because this is something that has always bothered me. I don't like when people look at me and for whatever reason, I have this complex about exercising. But I would tell myself exactly why I was feeling that way. And I would say, you know, like, it's okay. Like, you're safe. We're going to get through this. And I'd drive to the gym and I would not even give myself the chance to, like, go back home. It would be like, okay, park, grab all the things I need, walk out. Like, walk into the gym. You're doing this. We're doing this. And I w- I'm i telling you, like, I had so much anxiety walking, just walking into the gym But I did it. And then actually I made a friend one of my first weeks in the sauna. I actually haven't seen her since. But um, it's like we just started chit-chatting and – Like, that was great. It was a really good uh, kind of boost because it was like, oh, okay. Like, I can actually even meet people here. Like, this is so fun. But eventually, I started going into my own little corner and, like, doing stuff on a mat and, like, grabbing free weights and just, like, doing exercises kind of in my own little corner And then with my brother's workout program, I needed to have like an incline bench in in this corner, there wasn't an incline bench. So it was like, oh, okay, now I have to get over my fear of going in front of the mirrors where all those people are and I'm just, okay, like I'm gonna do this, I can totally do this. And I would like hype myself up in my head and then just go and do the thing. And I realized that people are watching themselves, like they're watching themselves, although, there are definitely some creeper men at the gym. I've like noticed someone like recording me and I'm, I just like give them a dirty look and then they look all embarrassed and they look away. But it's just like, what the, like, why are people doing that? I don't like that at all. But for the most part, people are really paying attention to themselves. And then I just, you know, kept doing it. I kept going back and I kept just doing what I knew to do. And I think sometimes like, I questioned if I was doing the exercise properly or not. And at that point, I'd be like, "Okay, you know what? I feel really uncomfortable doing this exercise. What is something that could work these muscles that I could do instead that's on a machine that can actually like help me do it properly." And I basically just kept taking action, you know, and even when I was feeling anxious, I would just tell myself, okay, you're feeling anxious because of your past. It has nothing to do with the present. Like, you're totally safe here. You can totally do this. And so it was a lot of that, like, mental cheerleading, self-soothing. And I just kept taking the action. And so now when I think about going to the gym, I actually get really excited because I know that that means I get to get a really good sweat in, which I feel – like, I love how I feel after a good sweat, you know? And I love – like breaking my personal records um, with just different exercises that I'm doing. It makes me feel really powerful and strong. And at the end of my workout, I always go and sit in the sauna as like, ah, some decompressed time. And then I do one of my meditations. I love Sarah Blondin for meditations. And so I always like have her ready to go. And I just go in there and do a meditation. And it just feels so good and every time I leave I'm like oh thank you Sarah thank you for giving me that and it really I mean honestly it's kind of bringing up a little bit of sadness as I'm sharing this right now because for so long I did not give myself this experience and now I now that I'm having this experience and I'm knowing the way that movement makes my body feel And it makes me sad that I for so long saw movement as this way of like kind of like torturing your body in a way of like okay like you have to do this to lose weight. Like that's like the way that I used to think about movement and exercise. And now it's just totally different. Like I have completely reoriented my perspective around exercise and I don't think that I ever would have been able to get to this point right now if I wouldn't have been uncovering like why am I so resistant to movement so it just kind of you know makes me sad that you know I'm 31 almost 32 and I literally like just now have a good relationship with my body in terms of like I want to like make like allow you to move in the way that you want to move and like give you like the feeling that you want to have you know it's almost like I neglected my body for so long you know not only did I neglect it but with the eating disorder stuff like I've treated it like absolute shit and it feels so good to now be in a spot of like I cherish you and I love you and I'm so thankful for you and everything that you've done for me But along with that comes the sadness of how long it's taken. But I'm also forgiving myself because, you know, you don't know what you don't know. And I am at this point now, you know, I'm here and I'm able to now give myself what I want and what I need and um, really just be able to have those experiences where I am feeling so strong and so powerful and I can thank my body for allowing me to have that experience. So to kind of tie a bow on this and and kind of share a way for you to relate this this story to what you might be going through, if you are having resistance to something, there could be subconscious beliefs at play and subconscious um, wounds that need to be healed in order for you to kind of be free so that you can actually have a movement forward happen. And I will say that if that is you, um, just purely setting the intention that you are ready to move forward and you're ready to have a better whatever it is, that intention alone is going to set in motion like revelations for you to have. So Um, that's first step. First step number one is to set the intention. Second step is to then pay attention, pay attention to what's coming up, pay attention to, um, you'll probably be triggered. Like that's how, that's how it works. That's how we, that, that's how we pay attention is our triggers, right? So you'll probably be triggered by things. And then, oh, Hey, like what, like what could actually be underneath this? What, what stories are going on in my mind right now? And actually, I'm going to put in a little plug here for my journal because my journal is really, it helps you really understand what you want to experience and then what could be blocking that experience. And then it takes you through these different prompts. For you to really uncover the stories that your mind is telling you and then question those stories and question is this a false belief or is this actually true for me so if you want my journal check out the link in my show notes um but that's that's step number two is to then like pay attention to what's happening i guess step number three then is really discern those stories and then question those stories find the false beliefs find where you can make a shift in your perspective and then this is going into my coach laura's bridge beliefs thing where it's like you know you might not totally be at the the end belief that you want to believe that's like too far away for your believability right now but you can actually create a bridge belief in order to like get yourself there so you can get your emotional body on board to like believe at least a little bit different than you believe right now, even if it's not like the far end goal. And so then when you start to notice that these beliefs are coming up and they continue to come up, you can be like, whoa, no, that's not true. This is what's true, you know? And you kind of continue to bring in those bridge beliefs And slowly what starts to happen is your perspective starts to shift and change. And as that happens, you can ask yourself, when am I ready to take action? Could I take action right now? What action could I take to make this be a lot easier on myself? It doesn't need to be, you know, that like far out action that scares you still. It's like, it could be something really small. Like what's just one little shift Of an action that i can take and over time what happens is you build up the confidence to really take larger steps forward and then before you know it you're literally living the experience that you always wish that you could be in like that's that's exactly how it works and exactly how it can work for you and if you're wondering like okay how can i relate this to my situation specifically I have an offer for you if you would rate this podcast and leave me a review and send me an email I'll give you a little intuitive guidance on to what as to like what could help you right now and that would be my gift to you and if you're really ready to make massive moves and you know that you just want to have a full-on session with me my books are open and I'd love to talk with you about that but like seriously this is this is how it works like these are the steps And you can totally do this for yourself. You can totally do this for yourself. You can totally make the change. You are not, you do not need to stay stuck, you know, Um, or just like I know that that inner resistance can feel so uncomfortable and that truly tells me that there's subconscious wounds there that are just, they need to be kind of released before you can move. And the way that I think about this is imagine a sailboat with an anchor down. So that anchor is down, right? Like the boat can go try to go in all these different directions, but it can only get so far before it gets pulled back because of the anchor. And that's exactly the way that I see wounds like this is that it's like sometimes those wounds, no matter how much we try to get away and we try to like, use our energy and our force to just like make something else happen those wounds can bring us back if we are not paying attention and like releasing them like they're just going to continue to bring us back so if you're finding yourself in that cycle consider that there might be some wounds there that you're unconscious of that are playing a role underneath the surface and that's also something that i help people work through and we cut those cords Um, so yeah, I hope that you enjoy this episode. I know that I, I feel like this was, this was definitely a feisty one. This is something that like talking, like literally just talking about people's bodies, just, it, it just, it needs to stop like at, at large in our society, it just needs to stop because like, what's the point? What's the intention? And if the intention truly is to like give a good compliment or to make them feel good, I'm sure that there's many other things that you could compliment them on and even just like maybe the work that they've done to get their body where it is like compliment the work. You don't need to to focus on hyper focus on the body like that seriously needs to change in our society. Um, that's something that really, really grinds my gears. There's a few things that can really rile me up and this is definitely one of those topics. So um, if I've triggered you in this in this conversation, I would not be surprised. I, I mean, it's just <laughs> my sass can come out, um, but I don't mean you know any harm by it. I just I want to bring awareness to this issue because um, it's really important to me and obviously very personal to me as well. So. All right, Um, I am sending you all so much love and I really hope that this episode has inspired you to really do that thing that you want to be doing, that you've, you've thought about doing and you have resistance to doing because I think that when you take action on those specific goals, like so much more opens up to you than you even could have imagined and then all of a sudden you're living in this body and like in this life that you're like oh my gosh I'm so grateful that I'm here. So I really hope that this inspires you to take action cuz you deserve it. You deserve to be in that space. So all right, I am sending you all so much love.